0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
1: This episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room. Formerly known as the Locker Room app, guys, Spotify Green Room is a live, audio-only sports talk platform free to download and use. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. Start or join ongoing conversations. Watch games together. React to the biggest news, rumors, and games. And, of course, I host a weekly show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. on the Spotify Green room the Bears Talk Underground presents club 34/7 be sure and join me come through and talk with me live all you need to do is download the Spotify Green room app free in the iOS or Android App Store create a profile link to your Twitter and join into the group. Follow me to be notified when my room goes live. And, of course, every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central, 8 o'clock Eastern, is when Club 34-7 uh, hits the air. So be sure to join in on the fun, guys. You don't want to miss it. And be sure to follow me on the, uh, on the app so that you'll know any time that I go live because uh, we'll be doing watch parties during the preseason. We'll be doing uh, knee-jerk reactions during halftime uh, during the season and things like that. Lots to do. This app opens up so many possibilities for interaction between me and you, my loyal audience. So be sure and download the Spotify Green Room app wherever you get your apps. <laughs> What's up, guys? It feels good to be back in the win column. The Bears haven't won a football game since week 15? Week 16, excuse me, against the Jaguars uh, at the end of the season and, you know, kind of a the end of our, th- you know, three-game winning streak uh, wins against crappy football teams that, you know, kind of... You know, kind of erased the uh, the six-game losing streak and still managed to stumble our way uh, into the playoffs. But it was nice to see our beloved get a win uh, f- up until like the final four minutes of the game. Looked like it was going to be a dominant win, a 20-3 to uh, victory. But uh, the Bengals uh, finally hit us with that big play that we were afraid they might be able to pull off, especially with what, um, what they were able to do against Minnesota last week and what the Rams were able to do to us uh, as well. That deep ball to uh, Jamar Chase was always going to be there. And uh, thankfully, it didn't come until the, the game was kind of already decided, but the Bengals certainly made things interesting there uh, in the final moments. But uh, we came away with the victory, and that's always a fantastic thing. So let's find out who made this week's naughty and nice list for Bear Up and Bear Down. It is the Bear Up and Bear Down episode for week number two of the Bears Talk Underground. So let's get to it. Hang up. Like I said, feels good to uh, get that win. I'm sure that there will be some uh, some club dub activity for the uh, for the players, which is always uh, a nice thing uh, for them. They protected the home field. Uh, they were able to even their record at one and one with a victory over the Bengals today, and uh, made a little bit more heart stopping at the end than I think we would have liked, especially for how quickly it happened. Um, We'll talk about it more tomorrow in the uh, in the in the deep dive uh, review. But uh, to sum up, Joe Burrow's fourth quarter basically went like this: three consecutive interceptions, three plays, three consecutive pass attempts, three interceptions, thirteen points for the Bears, uh, and um, also a uh, two consecutive touchdown passes. <laughs> uh at the end of the fourth quarter to make a 20 to 3 deficit a 20 to 17 a nail biter of a finish uh so yeah an interesting up and down roller coaster of a fourth quarter uh for the Bengals i uh it was a an interesting way to end the football game especially since going into the fourth quarter it was still what 7 to 3 10 to 3 uh something like that I mean it just uh you know, it, it wasn't an exciting scoreboard breaking kind of football game. Very much a defensive struggle. Very much a game between two teams um, still trying to find themselves, you know, uh, with the Bears on offense and also the Bears struggling a bit on offense because we had to teeter back and forth between quarterbacks uh, with, with Andy Dalton going down in the second quarter. And that was a very tragic thing that happened. I hope he's all right. Because I want Justin Fields to to win the job and have Andy Dalton backing him up, I feel like they've been good for each other, and I hope that Dalton isn't done for the season. I hope it's just a sprain or something. I hope it's not serious. Um, but he was actually playing pretty, very well, you know. It, like it wasn't sexy, same as like you know last week against the uh, against the Rams. You know, he wasn't going to light up the any records, you know, or anything like that but he was being very efficient I think he was like nine for 10 or something like that when he went out of the game he was he'd scrambled for a first down earlier in the game and he was just running for another one and made a made an awkward step with his left leg and you see the knee kind of cave and you know all my years watching football when I see knees do that you often later hear there was an ACL involved and it's not in good shape anymore so uh, fingers crossed that Andy Dalton will be all right so that we can keep him. Um, but uh, we'll, that'll be the storyline of the week, that uh, what's going on with Andy Dalton is Justin Fields the starter, and then it will be, you know, is it Justin's job for the remainder? Or will Andy, that, that old adage, that old rule, you know, starters don't lose their job due to injury. Will he come back and be the starter when he's healthy again? Or will we be too far gone in the process uh, at that point? If, in fact, a he's only out for a short term and B, you know, can come back to the uh, starting lineup. So uh, lots of questions out there, but it all hinges on the MRI tomorrow to find out, you know, is his knee blown or is it just a sprain uh, or or is it partially torn and it won't require surgery? Just put a brace on it. It'll be okay. You know, that kind of thing. We'll have to uh, wait and see uh, with that. But um you know, it was a, it was a fun game. You know, it wasn't boring despite the uh, the the low scoring affair. You know, starting the the fourth quarter, uh, you know, with a ten to three score kind of thing because the Bears kick a field goal shortly after the fourth quarter starts, and uh, you know, it, it was uh, like I said, it wasn't pretty as far as you know an offensive juggernaut, and you know, I was very happy with the way the Bears are playing defense, aside from two really stupid penalties on the D that's the kind of thing that we have to eliminate the kind of thing we have to eliminate with the the taunting call for for Tashawn Gibson early in the first quarter and the uh the the uh unsportsmanlike conduct call on Quinn knocking uh uh Joe Burrow down when they're both like at least two three steps into the sideline before he knocked him over you know granted Joe Burrow did the flop of all flops uh when Quinn bumped into him but Quinn shouldn't have bumped into him, you know, or at the very least should have did that thing where he kind of hugged him, you know, instead of knocking him down, letting him fall or whatever, just kind of wrap your arms around him kind of thing because you got you to gotta put your hands on him so you don't run through him to avoid the knockdown kind of thing. But aside from those two really stupid things, we overall played fairly well uh, on defense. Like Joe Mixon had some success uh, running the football, but he didn't. You know, he wasn't as big a factor as he was last week against the Vikings. Same thing can be said for David Montgomery uh, as well. But um, anyway, let's go ahead and dig into this. And um, we'll start with the, um, with the bear downs, okay? Uh, bear down to, to Sean Gibson. Now, granted, I thought the taunting call was bogus. I don't like this new taunting call. Where you're not allowed to show any kind of emotion. You're not allowed to rile up your opponents uh, or anything like that. I am not in favor of this at all. You know, that's part of the fun of the game. I've said it on Twitter. You'll hear me say it on the knee jerk reactions. You hear me say it again right here, right now. Football is one of the most emotional sports that there is. And you're basically, you've set the parameters for this penalty, basically telling the players they're not allowed to be emotional. Anymore. You know, they're not allowed to, you know, when they knock the ball away, get in their opponent's face and be like, yeah, like that, you know, or something. That's a 15-yard penalty now. That's an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty now, you know? And that's what they call Tashawn Gibson for. Like I said, I'm I'm not in favor of the penalty because it actually happened later on when the Bears were deep in their own territory. Von Bell did the same thing. On a third down play, he gets in Andy Dalton's face. They throw the 15-yard flag for him. Now it benefited us because we went from being at our own seven-yard line to being at the 22 with a brand new set of downs and all that kind of stuff. But he—I don't think what he did was egregious enough to get a penalty. I really don't. He didn't put his hands on anybody. He didn't bump into Andy Dalton. He didn't touch the referee. Nothing. He just was like, you know, he was pumped up. He was in Andy Dalton's face. Big deal, you know? It was so, so ridiculous. But, you know, it was like one went against us, one went for us. I wasn't in favor of either of those penalties uh, being called. However, everybody knows that that penalty exists, so you can't do that anymore, you know? And it's such a steep penalty. On sportsmanlike conduct, 15 yards, automatic first down, you can't afford to do it anymore, you know? And Tashawn Gibson (laughs) is not a rookie. He is a veteran, five, six, seven year veteran, something like that. He's been in the league for a long time, so I know this is a new rule, but you know the rule exists. You know it's there. You have to be smarter than that, period. So bear down to Sean Gibson for for doing that. You just, I'm not in favor of it. I think it was bogus, but there it is. So you, you can't do it. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, uh, and I'm hoping it's one of those penalties that will go away. You know, after a season or two, because it's very much like when when uh, when players were getting penalized for touchdown celebrations. It's the same thing. Like you're just telling these guys they can't have any fun with the game. They just scored a touchdown, which is not easy to do for you know most teams uh, in the league. Touchdowns are hard to come by. That's why they cost. That's why they, you know, value them as much as they do six points uh, and, and everything like that. And you are telling them you can't celebrate after a touchdown. You know, oh, spike the ball, that's it. High-five your teammate, that's it. You know, don't uh, don't dance or anything like that. Don't have any fun with your career, you know. Uh, hopefully this is one of those penalties that will fall into that category that after a while I'll be like, you know what, a lot of these penalties are bullshit. We just need to get rid of it. Uh, alt- you know, we need to put it – or set it back to the 2020 and prior parameters. We had to do something egregious to get called for, for taunting, you know. So – uh, I hope it goes away, but it's not one that you can afford. And, you know, he he bent over, leaned over the kid, started clapping. That's, like I said, stupid and uh, stupid penalty, but it was a stupid thing, especially on third down, especially on third down. Did it on third down. It was like third and 12 or something like that. 15 yards, automatic first down, and it flipped the field because they would have been kicking from, like, their 30 or something like that, kicking to us. We would have had decent field position. Uh, instead, after we finally stop them and they punt, they're on our side of the 50. Like, we had a sack that took them out of field goal range, and they kick it, and we start the ball from with the ball at our own 7-yard line. You know, it's like, that's not good. We, we don't want to be with our heels on the goal line kind of thing. It's no bueno. So... Another veteran mistake there, and then as I mentioned before, Robert Quinn bumping into uh, into uh, Burrow, knocking him down, fifteen yard penalty. Like I said, give uh, Joe Burrow the Oscar for for his acting job on that one. But you know he was. He was. They were both standing, like all their their entire body was on the large white stripe of the sideline. When Burrow or when when Quinn comes running into him, gives him a shoulder, knocks him down. There's the penalty, and it was like third and eighteen. Like we, there was nobody open downfield. The secondary did a great job, and he ended up just running out of bounds. You know, instead of instead of throwing it away or whatever, he just runs out of bounds. Robert Quinn gives him a shoulder. He goes tumbling down 15 yards, automatic first down, and that resulted in a field goal uh, for the uh, for the Bengals. So just stupid on Robert Quinn's part. You know, absolutely moronic. And then the last bear down, I'm going to give it to Duke Shelley, uh, who replaced Marquis Christian, who was a nightmare uh, against the Rams. Duke Shelley wasn't much better. He didn't give up the huge plays that Christian was a part of last week against the uh, Rams. But, uh, you know, they went after him. So we got to do something uh, about that nickel uh, position because, uh, like I said, I'm missing Buster Screen big time. Uh, you know, Buster Screen took his lumps last year, but we weren't getting gashed. Like, we weren't an automatic first down on third and long. Uh, all we have to do is just uh, beat the beat the nickel corner, and it's a done deal. So, uh, we gotta figure that out, especially with with games uh, coming up. Uh, we, you know, week three next week is against the, the the Browns. They're a good passing team. Week five with the Raiders, who look damn good uh, right now. They beat the beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh today. They overcame the the Ravens on Monday. They're two and zero right now. So I don't know what the rest of their schedule looks like before we go see them in a few weeks. But you know, they'll exploit the hell out of that nickel and, uh, you know, get some easy first downs uh, against us if we don't get that short up. So bear down to, uh, to Duke Shelley. So, all right, take a quick break. Let the sponsors have their due, and then we'll uh, bring up the bear ups and this thing on a positive note uh, like we did uh, even though we gave up those, those late touchdowns. We ended it on a positive note with a good scramble from Justin Fields to get a first down on like third and nine and, uh, you know, get the victory formation. Yep. <laughs> This episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room. Formerly known as the Locker Room app, guys, Spotify Green Room is a live, audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and use, talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app, start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games, and of course, I host a weekly show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room. The Bears Talk Underground presents Club Thirty Four Seven. Be sure and join me. Come through and talk with me live. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS or Android app store. Create a profile, link to your Twitter, and join into the group. Follow me to be notified when my room goes live. And, of course, every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central, 8 o'clock Eastern, is when Club 34-7 uh, hits the air. So be sure to join in on the fun, guys. You don't want to miss it. And be sure to follow me on the, uh, on the app so that you'll know any time that I go live because uh, we'll be doing watch parties during the preseason. We'll be doing uh, knee-jerk reactions during halftime uh, during the season and things like that. Lots to do. This app opens up so many possibilities. For interaction between me and you, my loyal audience. So be sure and download the Spotify Green Room app wherever you get your apps. (laughs) Bear up for week number two. Here's all the guys who made the nice list that we just got done with the naughty boys. Now it's time for the nice ones. Um, One that I didn't write down, uh, I actually want to give an honorary bear up to Jason Peters. Uh, He left the game early last week against the Rams with that quad injury. He was questionable, he was limited all week. Played the game today. He wasn't perfect, but he was there, you know, and it was very important that he play because the alternative was Elijah Wilkerson. And I know that I gave Elijah Wilkerson a bear up last week for how he performed uh, in emergency duty, but we didn't want him to be our starting player. Uh, left tackle. We just didn't. So honorary bear up for Jason Peters for getting out there and uh for playing the game and and uh for for making it through. You know, I, I I honestly I appreciate the effort. The guys had it rough the last four or five seasons. Uh he missed out on the Super Bowl run in 2017 with the um with the Eagles. Uh, He got injured and missed the playoff run and all that kind of stuff. He had to watch his team win a Super Bowl without him. He's got a ring, but he didn't have a hand in it when it counted. So, you know, this is a guy that uh, has been through a lot the last few years. Uh, You know, we called him when he was fishing in August, you know, when the preseason was barely underway and, uh, you know, he's still trying to work himself into – uh, football shape but he's an all pro probably a hall of famer too for all the that he did in buffalo and, and philadelphia but uh you know i appreciate the effort and he was able to make it through the game and uh was was helpful for the football team for the most part so honorary for being able to get get ready get play or get ready to play and uh you know get through uh the ball game so um the real bear ups number one we're going to go to justin field's Uh, Coming out and um, you know did some nice things in his uh, in his packages before Andy Dalton went down. Uh, His stats aren't impressive at all. I don't even think he broke 100 yards passing. Uh, A lot of that actually is not his fault. That touchdown, he threw a pass to to Allen Robinson that um, went right through his arms, hit him in the stomach, and everything. It was perfect it could not have been any better the only thing that was different from the Javon Wims drop in the in the wild card game against New Orleans and what happened with Justin or excuse me with Allen Robinson Allen Robinson's defender was basically right there with with so I mean you can kind of sort of forgive Allen Robinson maybe there was a hand in his face or whatever okay but it was but the ball itself just like that throw from Mitch uh, in the wild card game, the throw was perfect. the throw was there it, it you know he couldn't have thrown it any better than he did and he dropped it so we had to settle for uh, a field goal. Uh, there was another another uh, pass of his that was dropped that should have been caught. I think like th- three or four passes uh, were dropped and I think that's actually something that if Justin Fields is going to be the starter against Cleveland this week then he'll have a week of practice with the ones and maybe they can work on their timing because maybe the ball was coming out a little bit late or something like that. Like it's just one of those timing things uh, more than anything else. Like if the ball comes out sooner, it's perfect. And you know, that kind of thing. So, but uh, you know, he played well that uh, you know, he made his uh, his rookie mistake with the interception that almost resulted in a pick six, but one play later did make it uh 20 to 17 uh, the fumble, the strip sack that uh, that happened in the, th- I believe it was the third quarter. Tremendous effort uh, on his part. You know, he got he got his arm grazed. The ball comes out, and like most quarterbacks would have just sat back and watched that take place. Instead, he's the reason number one that it wasn't a scoop and score. And while he was keeping the defenders from picking up the football, he recovered it himself, and so that was huge um it it uh, would have been a huge huge momentum swing because where Justin Fields end up recovering the football i think it was like the 15 yard line uh, or something it would have been nothing for the Bengals to put it into the uh, end zone or at the very least would have been able to put an easy three points uh, on the board instead uh, he was able to retain possession and we ended up kicking it back to uh, the Bengals and got out of our own uh, end zone there so but he did good things. That run in the third quarter to, uh, to, uh, to move the chains and extend the drive was pretty much the run that won the game for us or sealed the victory, uh, if you will, an outstanding job on, on his part. And uh, I think it can only get better uh, from here. You know, he, he spent the whole week uh, m- you know, m- maybe running a few plays here and there for the quote-unquote packages that he was a part of. But if he's starting against Cleveland, he'll get all the reps in practice, and he'll be that much sharper, you know, for it. And that, that mistake with on the interception, I think film review will be able to, uh, to fix that. So I have a lot of faith in Justin Fields and how smart he is. He'll know what to look for next time in that kind of uh, situation. So uh, I don't think it's one he's going to make over and over uh, again. I think he gets a good grasp of it in the film and and sees what happens out there. It's not likely a mistake that he'll make again. And I was just looking on Twitter a few moments ago, and uh, he's already come out and said, I'm not happy with the way I played today. So it's like, yeah, it's great that we got the win. I didn't play well, so we got to fix that. And, you know, he's holding himself accountable, and that's what you want to hear from your quarterback. So, But bear up, Justin Fields. Hopefully this is just the beginning of all the great things to come that we hope for uh, going forward, bear up to Robert Quinn, despite your stupidity with the Joe Burrow thing and that dumbass penalty uh, that you had. Uh, Robert Quinn with at least I think one sack. He may have been credited with two uh, actually, but he has been in the first two games uh, more of a pass rushing presence than he was all of last year. And if he does in fact have, well, I mean he's he's officially I know for a fact he has two sacks. I think they gave him a third one. Um, or you know a second sack today which would give him 3 on the year. So he's either he's either already matched his 2020 total for sacks or he surpassed it in the first two games. So if he's got three sacks, he's ahead of where he was last year and if he only got the one, then uh he's got he's tied for his season total for last year in the first two ball games. So hopefully this is more along the lines of the guy that we signed that was able to get results no matter what team he was playing for Miami, Dallas, uh, uh, Los Angeles slash St. Louis. The guy's been a stud pass rusher and that's what we were hoping for when we brought him here. And a uh, good thing to see that he's, uh, that he's getting after it. So bear up to, uh, and I'm going to make this a combo, bear up to Eddie Jackson and to Sean Gibson teamed up for the fumble slash, uh, scoop, uh, recovery, uh, in the first half uh was, uh, you know, Eddie Jackson getting in there and raking the hand, you know, just raking the hand. The ball comes loose, comes flying out. Here comes Deshaun Gibson, comes and scoops it up and uh, made a decent return, getting it into uh, Bengal territory. Uh, just, I mean, after what they did last week or what they didn't do last week is probably more of an appropriate way to put it. Uh, it was nice to see them affecting the game in a positive way today. You know, nice bounce back uh, from, last, uh, from last week. And, you know, like I said, the Deshaun Gibson thing, the Bear Down Award that I gave him, it's a stupid penalty. I don't like the, the parameters that they set for it, but you're a veteran, you can't do that, and you sh- especially should not be doing it on third down. So, yeah, but uh, bear up for that. You know, Eddie Jackson and Deshaun Gibson affecting the game in a positive way was very nice to see. Bear up, Jalen Johnson with the uh, the interception uh, was brilliant. They showed the uh, the all twenty two uh, where they're all panned out and showing you can see all the routes, and it showed Jalen Johnson, you know, keeping his eyes in the backfield the whole time, and so he was able to break on the ball. The receiver was running his route, not paying attention to his quarterback. Jalen Johnson was able to undercut the route, got it, uh, you know, got the interception that resulted in a uh, in another field goal for the Bears and, uh, you know, was an excellent play. His first career interception, so we got to give him a bear up for that. Um, And uh, bear up to um, uh, uh, Sean Desai. I'm sorry, I just like totally blanked on his name. Sean Desai, our defensive coordinator. Great bounce back week for him as well. After his offense got torched for huge plays, and and made it look like we got beat worse than we did uh, against the uh, against the Rams. Uh, n- nice job bouncing back from a you know against a team that could throw the ball as well uh, as the the LA Rams. I mean they have the those effective playmakers uh, with Higgins and 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 Chase and Boyd and and, and everybody else. So with also with Mixon uh, coming out of the backfield as well, they're a talented group on offense. And deep into the third quarter, it was a twenty to three ball game. You know, we'd held him to one field goal uh, throughout the entire game, and that one was a 53-yard field goal. So it's not like they got deep in the red zone and we shut him down. And he hit a chip shot. They had to kick a 53-yarder to get their points uh, in the first in the in the early on in the in the third quarter, actually. So you know, we shut him out in the first half. Three you know three points going into the fourth quarter, and then that late barrage. Um, you know, the second one, I don't really even put on the defense is only so much you can ask your defense to do when they're starting on their own seven yard line. <laughs> so you're pretty much almost guaranteed to score. It would take a tremendous effort to, to stop them from scoring. And, uh, you know, unfortunately we weren't able to do it. So it became a 20 to 17 game, but we were able to close it out. Uh, bear up to David Montgomery, uh, did not break hundred yards, didn't score a touchdown, uh, today so I think that snaps like a seven game streak uh, for him but you know and the offensive line didn't really do him many favors but the the Bengals are actually very very good in this in the middle uh, of their defensive uh, line um, Ogan Joby uh, I tweeted out we might want to think about blocking him at some point because he was in the backfield all day long so maybe I should put a bear down on uh on the on our guards on our interiors of you know which it was I was touting their, their, you know, they're praising their efforts. Uh, but Mustafa, uh, Whitehair, James Daniels uh, could not block Joby today, whether it was, whether he was affecting the pass rush or getting into the uh, backfield. So maybe I want to, you know, give a bear down to our uh, interior line. And uh, you know what? I want to give a bear up while I'm at it to uh, Jermaine Afidi. He should have gotten one last week for his effort against the Rams. Didn't hear a peep out of Leonard Floyd. Uh, last week and you didn't hear a peep this week out of Sam Hubbard the other the, the pass rusher that was playing over uh, a feeding the whole game so two games he's actually done really really well for us so an honorary um, honorary bear up for for the for for Jason Peters and a full-blown bear up for uh Jermaine Afidi. very happy with what he's done so far uh, this season when we felt like we were settling for him after we let Bobby Massey go He's showing that he's the real deal. Maybe he's finally coming into his own after being a, you know, a first round disappointment. Uh, he's he's played very very well so far. We'll see how he does next week when he's going up against Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. That's a whole different ball game there. But uh, you know, Leonard Floyd ate us up last season uh, against the Rams. You didn't hear a peep out of him uh, last week uh, on Sunday Night Football. And then finally, got to give him the Most Valuable Bear Award and a solid bear up to Roquan Smith. Uh, Roquan Smith, eight tackles, one sack, a really good-looking sack, and the pick six. I mean, he had a monster uh, of a football game, and that interception, that pick six, is kind of what opened the floodgates for the fourth quarter barrage to take place there. You know, his pick six came. That was the first of the three interceptions uh, from Burrow that blew the game open there uh, in the fourth quarter, and, uh, you know, Roquan... Roquan's gonna get paid man and I hope it's us that pays him we gotta we can't let him go we can't let the homegrown talent get away we can't let him go um you know we, we gotta hang on to uh to him and uh he's played outstanding he was good last week he had 11 tackles uh against the Rams eight more today against the Bengals but he had a sack and a pick six you know, our first pick six since Haha ha Clinton Dix against the Redskins like week two or three uh, of 2019. I mean, just it's been two full calendar years since the Bears had a pick six. We didn't have one last year uh, in 2020. So, you know, Sean Desai uh, said he was going to bring more of a Fangio looking uh, defense uh, back to the Bears. Week number two, there it was. That's what the Bears did. They caused turnovers. They got takeaways. They put points on the board for the offense like they did with Roquan's uh, pick six. So hopefully this is what we can expect to see going forward uh, from the defense. The pass rush was getting after Burrow all day today. Um, you know, we got the the turnovers with the the strip and, and recovery from Gibson and, and Eddie Jackson. And then, uh, you know, Roquan, uh, Jalen Johnson and even our nose tackle uh, Angelo Blackson got in on the interception game there uh, in the fourth quarter. You know, just really kind of killing any chance of the Bengals getting any uh, momentum there uh, in the fourth quarter to try to make a game out of it, as opposed to you know the the, the quick strikes they were able to put at the end. Um, I said in the knee jerk reactions that you hear tomorrow, I don't think twenty to seventeen tells the correct story. Uh, of this, how this game, like I say that the, I don't think that the Rams were 20 points better than us, um, last week. I don't think that, uh, we were only three points better than the Bengals today. I think 20 to 10 would have been a more appropriate, uh, score there. You know, I think that would have told a better story as to how that game, uh, actually went, but, um, we got the victory 20 to 17. We, uh, we head back out on the road. Cause it's, away, home, away, home, away, home all throughout the season. So we go to Cleveland next Sunday. Big test, big matchup for the Bears. Uh, Can we stand up to a playoff team at Cleveland on the road? And, uh, you know, who will our starting quarterback be? We'll get into all of that uh, later on this week. We'll have Jeff Lloyd from Locked on Browns on the show to help us preview the game on Thursday. Then we'll have the deep dive on Friday. And also, guys, uh, don't forget to come in and talk to me on Wednesday. Going to be doing the uh, Club Thirty Four Seven uh, live show on the Spotify Green Room. You can find me. Uh, just follow my username Larry D. Larry D. E. E. And uh, you know you get alerted when I go live. Seven o'clock um, Central, eight o'clock Eastern on the Spotify Green Room on Wednesday night. I will be out there, so be sure to uh, come and join me, and uh, we'll have uh, we'll chat. And, uh, you know, especially with by Wednesday, some injury reports will be coming out. We'll know what's going on uh, with Dalton so we can talk about how excited we are that Justin Fields is going to start against the the Browns because I only have three words to say about that if it's true. Actually, that's not what I wanted to do. (laughs) That's not what I wanted. That's the wrong bed. Hold on. Because I only have three words of, uh, about that if Justin Fields is, in fact, going to be our starter. I like there it. There we go. That's, yeah, that's the sound I wanted. <laughs> I do like that. So, anyway, come and uh, talk to me on Wednesday. Be sure to, uh, you know, th- Thursday, the, uh, the the first pr- uh, part of the preview episode with Jeff Lloyd from Locked On Browns will hit. We'll have the deep dive on Friday. Get you ready for Bears, Browns on Wednesday and also yeah what the hell am I doing make sure to catch the deep dive review tomorrow Uh, we'll have knee jerk reactions and uh, further news and analysis uh, from me uh, Larry D so be sure to come back tomorrow for the deep dive review and tune in Wednesday Thursday Friday you got me all week folks you got me all week you can't get away from me even if you tried so see you all tomorrow and until then my name is Larry D and this has been the Bears Talk Underground
0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com/metaverseimpact Hiring With indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data indeed.com slash match terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed i normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting but skims has changed that you know i love skims underwear so i finally tried their bras and skims has delivered again skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give but what i wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too i've tried so many bras in the past and the main issue that i have is that they weren't supportive enough After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.